0: Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, Friday morning. <laughs> Welcome to the live broadcast here from Christ Life Ministries. So today, I just want to speak a little bit on miracles, and uh, I just want to read a few miracles. Let us just get a mindset of miracles, and uh, I just want to get focus our attention a little bit on the works of Christ that He is doing in His church, that He is doing right now, and that He wants to be doing through you all the time. All right. So I'm going to start in reading. Um, Acts chapter 3, and um, so I just want you to see this picture in your mind of what happened there. Okay, so uh, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, when a certain man crippled from his birth was being carried along, who was laid each day at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, so that he might beg for charitable gifts from those who entered the temple. So when he saw Peter and John about to to go into the temple, he asked them to give him a gift. And Peter directed his gaze intently at him. And so did John and said, look at us. Okay, so they were bold. They said, look at us. They didn't say, oh, look to Jesus. No, they said, hey, look to me. He said, here I am. I'm here to help you. Now you put your, I want your attention. Okay? He said, look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. So he thought he was going to get money. Okay, verse 6, but Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, that I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Then he took hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. At once his feet and ankle bones became strong and steady. And leaping forth, he stood and began to walk. And he went into the temple with him and walking and leaping and praising God. That's amazing. Okay. So he just said, look on me, look to me, whatever I give to you in the name of Jesus, walk. Pulled him up. And there he jumps, walked, leap, praising God. Okay. And they recognized him as the man who usually sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement, bewilderment, consternation over what had occurred to him. Uh, Now, while he still firmly clung to Peter and John, all the people in utmost amazement ran together and crowded uh, around them in the covered porch called Solomon's. And Peter, seeing it, answered the people, you men of Israel, why are you so surprised and wondering at this? (laughs) It's like, this is supposed to be. You know, why are you surprised that someone gets healed? (laughs) So, the miracle shouldn't be the exception to the rule. That should be the daily occurrence, okay? Why do you keep staring at us as though by our own individual power or active piety we have made this man able to walk? The God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our forefathers, has glorified his servant and son, Jesus, doing him this honor. Whom you indeed delivered up and denied and rejected and disowned in the presence of Pilate. But when he had determined to let him go. uh, When he had determined to let him go. but But you denied and rejected and disowned the pure and holy. The just and the blameless one. And demanded the pardon of a murderer to be granted to you. But you killed the very source of life. Whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name through and by faith in his name, had made this man whom you see and recognize well and strong. Yes, the man, uh, the the faith, which is through and by him, Jesus, has given this man this perfect soundness of body before, before all of you. And now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, not aware that you were of what you were doing and as did your rulers also. Thus God fulfilled what he foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that his Christ should undergo ill treatment and be afflicted and suffer. So repent and change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased and blotted out and wiped clean. That times of refreshing, of reviving, of fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send to you the Christ who before was designated and appointed for you, even Jesus, whom heaven must receive and retain until the time of complete restoration of all that God spoke by the mouth of all his holy prophets. Okay, so he keeps on preaching to them. And then the Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes, and they are really, really angry about them. And these guys, that came to, to arrest them. Verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 3, So they laid hands on them and arrested them and putting them in prison and until the following day. But many of those who heard the message believed. Okay, they saw a miracle, they heard the message, and they believed. Listen, miracles are supposed to be part of the message. We're supposed to have miracles, signs, and wonders. We need the the blind to see and the deaf to hear. We need signs and wonders and miracles everywhere. Uh, There must be power with the message. Okay. But many of those who heard the message believed, and their number grew and became about 5,000. Then on the following day, the magistrates and elders and scribes were assembled in Jerusalem, including Annas the high priest and Caiaphas, and John and Alexander, and all the others who belonged to the high priestly relationship. And they set the men in their midst and repeatedly demanded, by what sort of power, by what kind of authority, that such people as you did do this healing. Such people of you are condescending. Okay? <laughs> Such people of you do this healing. Then Peter, because he was filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Man, yesterday we spoke about being the slave of God, the slave of the Holy Spirit. You, now he does these things because he's filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit. I want to be under that control, man. Okay, then Peter said to him, Rulers and uh, of the people and members and council of the Sanhedrin, we are... Being put on trial here today and examined concerning a good deed done to benefit the feeble, helpless, cripple, by what means this man has been restored to health. Let it be known and understood by all of you and by the whole house of Israel, that in their name and through the power and authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, in him and by means of him, this man is standing here before you well And sound in body. This Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you, the builders. But which has become the head of the corner, the cornerstone. And there is salvation in and through no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by and in which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness and unfettered eloquence of Peter and John... They perceived that they were unlearned and untrained in the schools. Common men with no educational advantages. They marveled and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Okay. And since they saw the man who had been cured standing there beside them, they could not contradict the fact or say anything in opposition. But having ordered the prisoners to go aside out of the council, uh, they conferred and debated among themselves, saying, What are we to do with these men? So isn't that what people say all the time is there's miracles? What are we to do with them? <laughs> people try to stop you. People try to, you know, um, get other people to, to speak bad about you. They try to get people not to come to your services. They do all kinds of things, you know. They, what are we to do with these men? Okay. For that an extraordinary miracle has been performed by and through them is plain to all. Residents in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may not spread further among the people and the nation, let us warn and forbid them with a stern threat to speak any more to anyone in this name about this person. So they summoned them and imperatively instructed him not to converse in any way or teach at all in or about the name of Jesus. So the name of Jesus is a real threat to the religious world, okay? Whether it's religious Christianity, Man, there's some churches, you don't say the name of Jesus. Serious. That's funny. It's a church, so why not say, you know, people don't ever say the name of Jesus. You know, and especially to the Jewish world, the name of Jesus is, is, is not welcome, man. So it's not, it's not something that, that people rejoice in, okay? But Peter and John replied to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you, to obey you rather than God, you must judge and decide, but we ourselves cannot help telling what we have seen and heard. Okay? So controlled by the Holy Spirit, obedient to the Holy Spirit. Okay, no matter what the threat. Bond servants of Christ. Okay. Then the rulers and the council members had further threatened them, they let them go, not seeing how they could secure a conviction against them. Because of the people, for everyone was praising and glorifying God for what had occurred. So this was all what happened because of a miracle, right? Now I'm just going to skip a few verses. Now they prayed, verse 29. It says, "And now, Lord, observe their threat and grant your bond servants full freedom." You see their bond servants yesterday's message. Grant to your bond servants full freedom to declare your message fearlessly." While you stretch out your hand to cure, to perform signs, wonders through the authority and by the power of the name of your holy child and servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they continued to speak the word of God with freedom and boldness and courage. So, that's just amazing. Verse And with great strength and ability and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of Jesus, and great grace rested richly upon them all. So that's what happens when you're a bond servant of Jesus Christ. When you pray, the place in which you were assembled was shaken. When you uh, grab someone's arm, a feeble cripple, they, they get healed. So um, God wants to use you to express himself. God wants to show himself in your life and through you. And it is yours. That this is the life that God has for you. It's, it's more native to your nature in Christ to do signs, wonders and miracles than it is to try and change yourself thinking that you are still a sinner. Okay? <laughs> you are no longer under the law as a slave of sin. You are no longer a slave of sin. You are a slave to righteousness, which means signs of and miracles. Okay. Acts chapter 9. Just listen to this. This is now Peter. All right. So. Verse 33. There he found a name, man named, uh, let's start reading verse 32. Now, as Peter went here and there among them all, he went down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. And he found a man named Aeneas, who had been bedfast for eight years and was paralyzed. Do you know how long eight years is to be paralyzed in a bed? Bed fast for eight years, paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ now makes you whole. Get up, make your bed. And immediately Aeneas stood up. Then all the inhabitants of Lydda and the plain of Sharon saw what happened to him, and they turned to the Lord. How amazing is that? They all saw it. Immediately they believed. We need to have signs and wonders and miracles in evangelism. We need to have signs and wonders and miracles on the streets. We need to have signs and wonders and miracles in the, in the malls. But we need to have even more signs and wonders and miracles in the churches. Now there was at Joppa a disciple, a woman named In Aramaic, Tabitha, or Tabitha in Afrikaans, which in Greek means Dorcas, okay? That's so funny to me because it says Tabitha, and in Greek it means Dorcas, but no one tells us the English translation of it, okay? (laughs) Okay. She was abounding in good deeds and acts of charity. About that time she fell sick and died, and when they had cleansed her, they uh, lay there in an upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, however, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, begging him, Do come to us without delay. So Peter immediately rose and accompanied them. And when he had arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the widows stood around him, crying and displaying undershirts and tunics and other garments, which Dorcas was accustomed to make while she was with them. But Peter put them all out of the room. So imagine that now he has this big commotion going on. He says, eight. <laughs> Out, all of you. Okay. And knelt down and prayed. Then turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she raised herself and sat upright. It was just as simple as saying, Tabitha, get up. He knelt and prayed. He said, okay, Tabitha, get up. Boom! Eyes opened and she sat up. How simple was that? How much effort did that take? Not a lot. Why did that happen when he said, when he prayed, he knelt and prayed, and when he said, Tabitha, get up. Why did she get up out of the dead? Because of the Holy Ghost. Because of the power. Because he's a bondservant of Christ. Because he surrendered. Because he's yielded. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Okay. Verse 41. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. Then calling in God's people and the widows, he presented her to them alive. And this became known throughout all of Joppa, and many of them came to believe in the Lord, to adhere, trust, and rely on him as the Christ and the Savior. And Peter remained in Joppa for a considerable time with a certain Simon a Tanner. Okay, so uh, now you know the story, Cornelius got the vision, and... Um, he sent for Peter at Joppa to come and preach the gospel to them. And he preached the gospel to them. It's all supernatural stuff. Okay? So he preached the gospel and the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message in Cornelius' house. It's amazing stuff. Okay? It's just a day in the life of Peter. <laughs> you know. So this is supposed to be a day in your life. all right? So let's just look at Jesus' life a little bit. I just, just want to read a few miracles. If that's okay. Okay, this is what happens in the lives of bond servants of Christ. Okay. Matthew chapter 9. This stuff is just amazing. You can just keep on reading these miracles. It's just, ah, man, love it. Jesus getting into a boat, crossed to the other side and came to his own hometown, Capernaum. And behold, they brought to him a man paralyzed and prostrated by illness, lying on a sleeping pad. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Take courage, your sins are forgiven, penalty remitted. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man blasphemes, he claims the rights and the prerogatives of God. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil and harbor malice in your hearts? So, hey, if you're criticizing miracles, it's malice, it's evil. Don't do it. Okay. Verse 5, for which is easier to say your sins are forgiven and the penalty remitted or to say get up and walk. But in order that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins and remit the penalty, he then said to the paralyzed man, get up, pick up your sleeping pad and go to your own house. And he got up and he went away to his own house. The power in those words. The man is paralyzed. Jesus just says, get up. Just sins are forgiven, take your stuff, go home. Whoops, there he goes. Okay? No one realizes what's happening because now they're angry because this guy's not supposed to carry his bed on a Sabbath. When the crowd saw it, they were struck with fear and awe, and they recognized God and praising and thanking him who had given such power and authority to men. So there's people who saw and recognized, but then as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting in the tax collector's office, and he said to him, Be my disciple, side with my party, and follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and especially wicked sinners came and sat and reclined with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your master eat with tax collectors and those preeminently sinful? They're not doing miracles. They're following the miracle man just to see what he's doing wrong to criticize him. You get those same people today. Okay. What? But when Jesus heard it, he replied, Those who are strong and well and healthy have no need of a physician, but those who are weak and sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. That is readiness to help those in trouble, and not sacrifice and sacrificial victims. For I came not to call and invite to repentance the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God, but sinners. So obviously he wants to spend time with the sinners because he wants them to repent. He wants to help them. He wants to heal them. Okay? And the erring one, ones, all those not free from sin. Okay, verse 14. Then the disciples of John came to Jesus inquiring, uh, why is it? that we and the pharisees fast often so they have all these questions okay let's start reading again at verse 18 while he was talking this way to them behold a ruler entered and kneeling down worshiped him, saying my daughter has just now died but come and lay your hands on her and she will come to life what faith what faith okay Jesus got up and accompanied him with his disciples. And Behold, a woman who had suffered from a flow of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she kept saying to herself, if I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. Jesus turned around and seeing her, he said, take courage, daughter, your faith has made you well. And at once the woman was restored to health. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players in the crowd making an uproar and then he said, go away for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed and jeered at him. They laughed at Jesus. They will laugh at you also. Don't worry. Verse 25. But when the crowd had been ordered to go outside, he went in and took her by the hand and the girl arose. Not effort. He didn't. He just took her by the hand and she arose. Okay. So bond servants are slaves of eternal life, slave of righteousness. Okay, verse 26. And the news about this spread throughout all that districts. And Jesus passed out from there. Two blind men followed him, shouting loudly, Have pity and mercy on us, son of David. And when he reached the house and went in, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith and trust and reliance on the power invested in me, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus earnestly and sternly charged them, See that you let no one know about this. But they went off and blazed and spread his fame and abroad throughout the whole district. And while they were going away, behold, a dumb man under the power of a demon was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the dumb man spoke, and the crowds were stunned and bewildered. Uh, With bewildered wonder saying, never before has anything like this been seen in Israel. But the Pharisee said, he drives out the demons through him by the help of the prince of the demons. How dumb can you get? Okay. Verse 35, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing all kinds of disease, and every weakness and infirmity. You know, it's just like Jesus. Hebrews 10, verse 38, How he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How, how is this not clear to, to some people, to some theologians? How is this not clear that he's good, and this is his nature? How? I really want an answer I don't know. Okay, verse 36. When he saw the throngs he was moved with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered, harassed and distressed and dejected and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, "The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few." Okay, so pray to the Lord of the harvest to force out and thrust laborers into the harvest. Say, so, "Hey, the laborers are supposed to be doing what Jesus is doing, signs and wonders." and miracles alright Right. so then Jesus summoned to him his, his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out to cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity and they went and you know they saw signs of wonders and miracles alright so I just want to to testify of a few things that we've seen. Okay? So there's a few minutes left. We can just speak about a few miracles that we've seen. So I went to Mammalori Hospital. It was a couple of years ago when my mother was also with me. We, we usually went out, you know, before this lockdown thing to, you know, lands on the sick for the day patients there at Mammalori Hospital for years and years and years and years and years. Like 12, 13, 14, 15 years. Long time. But there was this lady and she was in a wheelchair. And she was dying with AIDS. Right? Her name was Machauta. And she sat in the wheelchair. And her skin was gray. Uh, there were sores all over her. Her eyes were pulled back into her head. She was just skin and bone. There was nothing left of her. She was dying. And they could do nothing more for her. Okay? And she had pain. When I saw her, I ran to her. I said, I'm going to pray for you now. Okay? So I pulled her up out of the wheelchair by her shoulders. But she was so light. That you could just pull her up like this. She was just so light. Okay? So I said, today, Jesus Christ is making you well. Okay? Like Acts chapter 9, Peter. Ineos, Jesus is making you well. I remembered also the miracle of Ellen. Uh, we said, lady, Jesus makes you complete well <laughs> and she jumped up out of a wheelchair and she ran so i was here i pulled this lady up and i and i said jesus makes you well In, but i was like really adamant so today jesus is healing you because i hated that sickness man i hated that sickness so, so i prayed for her and she could stand she stood there And she looked around, but she was still very weak, but she could stand. And I helped her back, and she sat in the wheelchair, and she looked up at me like this. She said, the pain is gone. Mm -hmm. No pain. Okay? So there were some others, and there was this other guy. uh, He was just laying on a bed. Non-responsive. His eyes were just stiff in his head. He was still alive, but he he had no response. Okay? I don't know if you was aware that I was there. I don't know. But there was zero response. So I prayed for him. In Jesus' name, we pray that the sickness will go also HIV. Okay? So I left. You know, we prayed for everyone there, and we left. So a couple of months later, I was putting fuel in my little Toyota Corolla that I had back then. Okay? It was just across the street from here. Before we even had this place, just across the street from here, there's a, a BP petrol station. Okay, And I was putting fuel in my car. And she came running out of the quick shop. <laughs> this is the guy that prayed for me. This is the guy that prayed for me. Okay? Totally hysterical. Because I was standing there, you know, talking to some of the petrol attendants and praying for them and, you know, getting their back pains out. and you know, So she freaked out. She came running. This is the guy that prayed for me. This is the guy that prayed for me. And she just told the whole story again to all the people that were standing there. This is now months later. I can't remember exactly how long, but, you know, a few months later. Okay? So she was there, and um, now she said, please pray for me. Because she's working at the pie counter, and she's getting fat now. (laughs) She's getting too fat. She was skin and bone a few months earlier. She was totally, completely healed She's back at work. The doctor sent her home to die. Jesus healed her that day. Okay, from HIV-AIDS. So she t- t- testified. She said, the other guy that was laying there on the bed, he's dancing. You know, he's fine. He's completely healed. How just How amazing is that? That Jesus would heal someone like that. You know, just... in in an instant, taking away so much pain, so much sickness, so much, it's just gone, and her body just started recovering, and she was just, she looked totally different, you know, so she was just, you know, healthy, and her skin is glowing, and she was just fine, you know, so how amazing was that, so, um, so I want you to understand, I'm going to finish up, you know, there's many other stories, but that one, you know, is close to my heart, I want you to step out and realize that the same Jesus that did those miracles years ago on this earth will do the same miracles in you and in your life. You've been called for greatness. You've been called for signs and wonders and miracles. You've been set apart for the work of God. You've been set apart by the Lord himself. You were bought with a price. You are now his for him to dwell in you, but for him to live in you and through you. Uh, I want you to step out. Whenever you see someone in pain, just pray for them. Lay, their hand, lay your hands on them. And just speak a word of the Lord. Just trust the Lord to do something and to bring the miracle power that is essentially who he is. And he, just know that he's in you and he wants to do it. And just step out and do it. okay? And let God heal the people around you. Let him loose. Let, take the chains off of Jesus' hands from you know, inside you. And let him stretch out your hand while he stretches out his hand performing signs and wonders and miracles god wants to use you god wants you to walk in tremendous power all right so may you be blessed so uh we'll see you again on sunday morning at 9:30 for the for the sunday service so this is just i just wanted to read a few miracles there's many more you know for homework, go read John chapter 9 with the blind man, just go read it, you'll enjoy it, especially in the Amplified. <laughs> you know, just read the miracles of Jesus and get a mindset. Go on the internet and watch the miracles of A.A. Allen. Watch the miracles of, of Gobes van Riesbach. It's all there. You can you, it's everywhere. You can watch the miracles. There's some miracles, clips, clips of my friend Martinus now in Portsovem, Abundant Grace Ministries. Watch those miracles, miracle clips of blind eyes opening and deaf ears hearing. Uh, We're supposed to see those miracles, okay? We get a mindset of miracles. All right, so be blessed. See you Sunday morning. Have an awesome weekend. Love you. Be blessed. Amen.